Metal Calf. Hey, B. Hold up. Here we are, Jim. A uh, Tito's Tuesday, as it's known. Tito's, Tito's Tuesday. Tito's Tuesday. We're at practice on a Tito's Tuesday. Somebody did shout Tito's at us, which we appreciate. And um, we're here with more, uh, more takes. More takes, more reactions. Got some I, mean, I, I, I got, we got takes. We got uh, Drew Pearson. Boy, I did the hut hut. He, he, that's one thing he just, he just goes, hut hut. Drew Pearson, the other guy that just got in the Hall of Fame, the crazy yeah. dude from the Cowboys. Yeah. He just often just screams, hut hut. He did it at his speech. I've seen him just do it at just different moments. He did it when they replayed his, when he spoke to, when he did the Cowboys pick in front of the Eagles fans. And he said, thanks for making my career. He just, I, I might just start dropping that. Hut hut. You think he just wanted to be a quarterback his whole life? Maybe. Uh, I, I think his best friend's like Roger Stallback. So I, I'm not quite sure. But Jimmy does a really good, one thing I wrote down in my notes is Hut Hut is very just, there's some bass behind it. Yeah, it echoes. Yeah, he's, he's loud. You feel him. It, it, definitely, uh, it definitely echoes. It's great to have everybody with us. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Check out our YouTube channel if you're watching our YouTube. Thank you. Check out our podcast. Don't forget to get a question in for the next Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag, which will be coming up this week. Uh, at the end of the week, as always, to do that, you go to Apple Podcast, iTunes, leave a review. In that review, give us five stars. Leave a question and tell us your favorite bar, wherever it is in the world, to hang at. Yep. Also, Facebook. It's his website. We have a little uh, a page, Haber Middlecoff. Go like that. We post everything up there as well. If you leave comments on any uh, any of our posts, you also get uh, your your question ripped there as well. So you know a lot of different. Haven't done the LinkedIn page yet, but I think we're both individually on LinkedIn. Befriend us, send us a friend request. Yeah, let's do business. Uh, yeah, let's you know put your resumes. Let's stack them together. See who's uh, see who's more accomplished, <laughs> and uh, and go from there. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, God, what else? Oh, we got what, Saturday night. This is the other thing, and we in the spot. Uh, don't believe me just watch Saturday night uh, at some point we were talking do we do the live the podcast is normally on a Sunday but this week almost every game is on Saturday including the Niner game is Saturday night so we're going to do our podcast this Saturday night I don't think we've done a Saturday since Matt Stafford got traded was that a, was that the last Saturday show we've done not that long no. ago that's a good question I don't know did we do a show that Saturday hmm I don't know. I, I don't remember. Anyway. I don't remember where it was when Stafford got traded now. This Saturday, uh, you were at uh, Cabo San Lucas, I think. That's where everybody was when Stafford yeah, got traded. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, this Saturday night. So we haven't quite figured out. We Initially, we thought with a second Trey Lance is on the field, off the field, that's when we would start. But maybe there's a little more to see. So we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear. But we'll be here on YouTube streaming Saturday night. Um, before the Niner game is over, we're just going to do our podcast. We've got a full day of games. So uh, there'll be a lot to talk about on Saturday. So we got two Thursday, three Friday, and then a bunch on Saturday. It's pretty cool. Two Thursday, three Friday, a bunch Saturday. There might even be a Sunday. Is there one Sunday game this week? I'd, ima- well, I'd imagine there's a Monday night game, isn't there? Don't uh, uh, Lewis and company need some reps? I guess they could probably do the broadcast on Saturday. They've done that before. Yeah. Let's see. I don't see an ESPN 
Saturday game, though. Friday? There, there's. I don't see. Again, I'm just on the NFL's website. Maybe they only list NFL Network. Um, I should probably go to ESPN.com. There is a there is a Sunday game. It's a ten. It's Panthers Colts. Um, yeah, that's probably a C crew. So, but that could be a local broadcast. I don't know that that's necessarily a. Uh, yeah, it looks like the following Friday we get an ESPN game: Chiefs Cardinals. So week two of the preseason. That'll be Lewis. And, and we get a Monday night game, Jags Saints that week. Could be double dip in there. Plus two Sunday games. And the weird thing about week two of the preseason, the Niners Chargers, John, actually you pointed this out to me earlier, is that that game is at 430 Pacific. Yeah, I'm not going to nitpick, but, you know, we could get into the rotation guys of just, you got a 10 a.m. game there, New York, Cleveland. Why not just throw a 125 kickoff? You know, we're off and rolling. 10, Especially 1, I just... I approach that like a warm-up for the season. Yeah, they're both NFL Network, so so why? I don't get it. I don't like the delay, guy. If I could get Raj on the phone and some of his people, I'd say, could we move that thing up an hour and a half, three and a half hours? You should really stagger preseason games to kick off at halftime of the previous game when we're like, all right, we've... We can move on to the next one, right? Even I, I th- wouldn't one o'clock and four thirty make more sense than ten and four thirty. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying do like one and you know two forty five. You know, I'm ready yeah. by two forty five on the one o'clock game to check out another preseason game. Good you know point. I mean? Good point. So a lot of there the Saturday times in two weeks, there are a shitload of games at four and five o'clock. I mean, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six games that kick off. I guess is this this would be West Coast time, seven to eight o'clock. We've got a lot of movement. A lot of movement. And then uh we've got a few games. Let's see. Oh, you know, Sunday week three, which is the big preseason week this week, and I heard uh I heard Juice, Tito's and Juice, Kyle Uzcheck on with Pop and Lund while I was driving back from Niner Camp today, mentioned that uh nothing really changes for the vets because they the fourth preseason game is a bye week, an off week for them anyway. So this week, this year, having three, nothing changes. Anyway, uh, the third preseason game for the Niners, Raiders, 1 o'clock. Dolphins-Bengals is a 1 o'clock CBS game that day. Kind of interesting. So you're saying we got like a doubleheader of football going on at the same time? Raiders-Niners is on NFL Network. Yeah, so we'll also get, we should also get that CBS game. You know the problem is, before we dive into our Tito's Tuesday, they really wet your beak these couple weeks, especially by next week and then the following week, and then they go away for a couple weeks. So it's like, oh, I'm ready for NFL football. And then it's kind of disappearing for 10 days because usually, right, they go, they every team plays the fourth preseason game on a Thursday, cuts a Friday, Saturday, and then you're playing the following week. And remember, the that kickoff is usually that coming Thursday. So that Thursday, the last preseason game, is a week away from the Thursday, week one. I get it. I mean, listen, I'm not... Not asking for the fourth preseason game, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it from about August 23rd, guy, till the Niners don't play to what September 12th. Like that's we got a, there's a that's a big buffer. Uh, August 29th, right? Isn't that the third week of the preseason? Or am I missing? Oh my, uh, you're right. August 20th. You're so right. we'll I'm, have you're right. Uh, what? I'm jumping the gun here. One, two. Yeah, I mean it's. 10 days. Is that what you said? I'm sorry if you said that. I think it's like 9, 10, 10 days, days till the Thursday night game and then 14 days till for those yeah. guys. On too Sunday. much. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. I'm not saying it's worse than having a fourth preseason game, but it's too much. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Let's dive in and shall we begin? Yes, of course we shall. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Tito's, the presenting sponsor of Haberman and Middlecoff. Tito's, unofficially, John, we call it Tito's Tuesday here every Tuesday. Send us your pictures of your Tito's. Tell us your favorite Tito's drink. As always, savor Tito's responsibly. It is America's original craft vodka. Yep. Uh, I had a lot of Tito's on Saturday night. Started with uh, Tito's and sodas, which is always a crowd favorite. Then I ended up with just firing down a bunch of John Daly's. I can't recommend either enough. I mean, Tito's soda is clearly my go-to, but a John Daly hits pretty, pretty well. So if you're looking for a drink to try something that you haven't, John, I actually was at Safeway uh, the other day, guy, and they have like the already made, like Arnold Palmer has his own brand. Right. And you know, us, us guys that as we get in our mid thirties and our metabolism starts pumping the brakes, I found the diet. I got two of these big jugs of Arnold Palmer diet. And I'm just going to make that at home. Tito's, Arnold Palmer, boom, I got Diet John Daly's. How about that? How do you beat that? Probably something John Daly never did, huh? Yeah, come over, we'll throw a party. Just just slamming John Daly's. Diet John Daly's. John John Daly's such a good party drink. I'm trying to find... Somebody sent us a photo somewhere of their Arizona iced tea. Uh, Whatever, here's a ham and... Here's a ham and Tito's, the... uh, the, the drink that some people associated with the show are trying to get off the ground, which is just the pink lemonade and, uh, and Tito's. But in any event, um, Tito's is where it's at. 95 Tito. He built, he built his distillery, and then he just started rolling, John. And I think one of the f- reasons we're fans of Tito's is because we've just always liked Tito's. It's a high-quality, six-times distilled copper pots, not columns like everyone else. It's more labor-intensive. Tito knew it was better. The, the the content, John, Tito's content, which is just the vodka. It's not 17 different flavors. It's just the vodka. His content was real, right? Do, do, do you know the that? The juice was good, as they the say. The juice, fantastic. He won double gold at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for World's Best Vodka Tonic. So not only is the number one vodka in America, I mean, they're just winning awards left and right. They've been rattling off awards, Tom Brady style now, for decades. Tito. It's incredible. We're, Tito we're all in. We're great to yeah, we're grateful. All in, Keep telling us you're showing us your support. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Um here's a tweet. I had five Tito's and sodas at multiple Minneapolis bars Saturday. Bartender is key. <laughs> Very key. The bartender key. is key. All right, John, let's dive in. We just came from another Niners practice on Tuesday in Santa Clara, and we begin where we got to begin, right, which is with the quarterback review. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, a lot more purely second team for Trey Lance um, on Tuesday. But what would you think, getting a, a, another chance, the third time we've gotten to see these guys in, in pads this uh, last well, I'd weeks. say this practice was a lot different than the other ones we attended. It was, uh, it was very situational-specific. Now they've done red zone before, but they started, you know, at the twenty yard line, needing to go eighty with two minutes on the clock. They ran a four minute drill, and when you do something like that, Kyle has in the other practices we've attended, he cooks the books, as I put it, with the skill guys. Right, George goes in and out with both quarterbacks, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, and Mohamed Sanu, just kind of rotate in and out. Well, when you go nine plays, not only are McGlinchey and Alex Mack sucking wind 
everyone is exhausted, right? And I've I've always said this about Joe Judge making the guys run gassers. If you watch skill guys, even the linemen, but definitely the skill guys, they run so much on every play. Even a run play, they are running 10 yards down the field. Like Debo Samuel, you could tell, like, God, it's probably pretty tiring doing that job. I thought the same thing watching Kittle. So Jimmy looked looked good. good. Now, his skill guys are pretty locked and loaded. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. And as you pointed out, as he hits George Kittle like every other pass, like, "Eh, I'd probably throw it to 85 a lot, too. That's he has a big like it's not an apples to apples comparison. When I, I think we've been judging those two guys based on throwing to both guys and it looks different. Like to me, Trey Lance was just going with clearly way worse players. Now Jimmy looked good. I'm not going to act like Jimmy looked. Jimmy I thought practice. Jimmy Garoppolo looked better than Trey Lance on Tuesday. Uh, y- yeah, I, but but like I said. It's not, can you do apples and apples comparison when they're not thrown to the same guys? Not thrown to the same guys, and I think probably just as big a deal, not being protected by the same guys. Like the offensive line's a major factor. Like Trey Lance turned, tried to spin out of the pocket, ran right into a sack in the red zone. You know, it's it's too hard to know whether or not that same situation arises with the first team around him. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm not necessarily going to live practice to practice. My stance is is not going to change unless he just com- completely falls apart in games or whatever. I would just go with the young guy and live with some growing pains for the big picture. But like today, coaches don't look at, like I, I come from the scouting angle. Coaches do not. <laughs> he comes from like my first drive against the Detroit Lions, who gives me the better chance to complete my the seven plays I want to run. There was a play today. They clearly did like some situational drill in the red zone six seconds left and you either you got you must have been down like six points i didn't look at the uh but they were not playing for a field goal and jimmy the scoreboard they, says they were up to 10-3 so i don't know what yeah, that J- jimmy scores a touchdown you have six seconds so if the guy's not open right away you probably got to just spike it into the ground trey does like three 360s goes out the corner and kyle just starts blows the whistle and kicks him off the field not like, like he's in trouble, but like you don't get a second rep. It's over, right? This We had six seconds. And those are the type things why, again, my stance, I would start Trey Lance. I'm just, it's going to be probably a little more difficult than I originally thought for Trey to start with stuff like that. Because coaches, I don't know, Adam Peters, John Lynch, where they stand on this. And clearly they would just, they'll just lean with Kyle. But, like, I know for a fact how much coaches value. I mean, we've been hearing Bill Belichick, right, talk about situation. Their players for 20 years talk about how well-prepared they are, situational football. You know why? Because if you fuck up, like, he's not putting you in the situation. That's important for the offensive coordinator when you don't know the time on the clock. Yeah. Now, in our experience, as you and I have been going out there, today felt a lot different of a day. Than I think the other day. Well, like, and I very think specific. The, it was the, cool. The two minute drill offense, which we saw, and then we've seen a lot of red zone, but the two minute drill offense really feels real, right? It really feels real. And you had the first team out there for several snaps in a row against the first team. Um, I, I and can re- understand. And red, z- and red zone's different when it's not like you just get five red zone plays, no down and distance, and just like there's 10 seconds. Yeah. You better figure it out. Yeah. Well, I love when the two minute drill ends with red, like it leads right to red zone, right? Um, but I think when you think about this team specifically, and this is where I think it, in some ways it's easy, I don't want to say easy for Kyle to just go with Jimmy, but I, I think the logic is, is pretty easy to follow, right? In that 
we think we're going to run the ball, run the hell out of the ball. We've got like four running backs, right? If you're Kyle, that's how you're thinking about it. We got all these big offensive linemen. I got Kittle, I got Debo, I got Ayuk, so we can take enough shots. We think we're going to be pretty good on defense. We play the Detroit Lions week one. Jared Goff, we've had a lot of success about him. That team should not be, that team's not better than us. They're not more, they're less talented than us, and they're far less experienced together than us, right? So if you're looking at it, you're like, how do we lose that game? What, what has to happen for us to lose that game? We got to make uncharacteristic mistakes. We got to do things in an undisciplined fashion. We got to turn the ball over. We got to do dumb shit to lose that game, right? I think you kind of look at it that way. And so from that perspective, you go, why? I can see if you're Kyle going, why am I taking this big swing? Because over the next five years, it'll pay off for Trey Lance. When I'm trying, I think my team's good. I've got a bunch of guys on one-year contracts. I think I'm trying to compete to win this division, to win the NFC, to go to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just trying to beat the Lions and make sure I'm 1-0 this week. And I, I again, as people who are pro-Trey Lance for sure, it's not anti-Jimmy. I, I can understand that logic to me tracks. That's how you end up with Garoppolo starting week one. But I also think a big it's an easy, part... You could also say it's an easy landing spot, right? You're not playing uh, If the, there's the such bucks. a thing for a rookie, but can you assume wins with a rookie quarterback? I don't... Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. But we saw last year the Dolphins didn't look at it that way. They were like, we're just going to wait until we think he's ready. And as it turned out, they went back and forth and back and forth. He wasn't... You know, maybe in the end it was worth it, but probably was. Crazy, it's cr- crazy thing he got benched after he played the Niners when he looked like Marino. I know, but... <laughs> Fitz, yeah, Fitz was incredible. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think if you're Shanahan, you kind of think, well, if I go, Garoppolo gives me the most options in that if Garoppolo is the starter, I can still sprinkle and sprinkle and sprinkle Lance. If Lance is the starter, there's no Jimmy sprinkling. So it is, I, I think in some ways it's safer, and safer means, you know, you you just introduce less variables when you think your team, like part of this is they think their team is good, right? It, it, it is not arguable that it's the safer thing to do. It is the safe thing to do. Now, sometimes the safe decision, you know, th- there's a balance to this all. Now, it is a complicated decision. Like there are finance, financial stuff, which I'm sure if it's if it's close in a couple weeks, we'll discuss. Like there are several variables here. Because the other, like when I, we were driving home, Listen to use check. The players are very, very complimentary of Trey Lance. Like the, the, all these guys, especially the older guys, the use checks, the Trent Williams, the guys that have been in the league a long time, they're no different than me and you who've been going to these practices for a decade. Like they know what it looks. They're like, damn, this is this kid's clearly got some elite skills. Now there's more to playing quarterback than just elite skills. It's it's everything, right? It's not just accuracy or toughness. It's situations. It's knowing the. It's the whole thing. It's a, it's a fucking tough thing to do, which there is no arguing that Jimmy today, if you had to play a game tomorrow, would be more prepared. He has less to think about. You can give him plays. He just knows what he's doing. Why? He's started games, right? I mean, the crazy thing with Trey is he didn't even get that many. Like, at least Mac Jones last year played in 14 games. Justin Fields, right? They're used to the rhythm of a season. This guy's not even used to the rhythm of a season. He's a couple years removed. There are only so many Trent Williams that could take a year off and just come back and be like, yeah, I'm elite. <laughs> but he had already been playing forever. So it's like, usually the young players, that there's a there's a flow to it all. Yeah. That that is, and I that's another area Kyle could easily say, like, you know, he's just, there's a lot going on. He hasn't been playing. There are a lot of arguments that you could easily go with Jimmy, even if it's like tied. And I've always said tied, I'm going with the young guy. 
And I think Ty, Kyle's going with Jimmy. Yeah, which, again, gives him more options to later make that move. I think, luckily, too, Jimmy is accomplished enough with the group, with the Kittles, I mean, Debo, the Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. where it's not a, like, a, let's say the next couple weeks, Justin Fields just takes off. And people are like, what, what does Khalil Mack care about Andy Dalton? Right or Roquan Smith or the other guys on you know Allen Robinson on that team. They're just like, let's just go with the best player. He has no equity in the room. There is a lot of built up equity for Jimmy with those guys of just they play in big ass games. With well, them. you know, one thing I was thinking today watching practice, where it really is now. We're we're excited to go out there. You saw how fired up they were at all over football teams were to it, get in it front feels of fans. Like, it's it the feels dog like days. football season today, though. It yeah, but it's it the dog. Like, like it's, this is where you start going. Like you hear the cliche. It's true. The players going. I'd love to practice against somebody else. Right? There's a couple more scuffles. Kinlaw is pushing people again. Like happens twice a practice. Um, it does kind of feel like maybe you are in a little bit of the dog days and you're forcing your way through it. And you know, I think the the element still as many snaps as we've seen, as many takes as we've had, we have not gotten game action yet. We just haven't gotten it yet. So we'll you know we'll get that. But but watching it today, it crossed my mind. And we've talked about Garoppolo's experience in New England. Like he's been through all of this many 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 times. He's been through it a lot. Right, Trey Lance, this thing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. On one hand, you look at the calendar and you're like, oh, 35 days to the season, not a lot of time. But it's a long time if you don't know what day it is, like the players, right? Like Juszczyk said today. like I, You don't know what day it is. You just kind of show up. You do your work. You do your thing. You... So it, it's a marathon. And one great practice or two great practices or a couple of great throws, you, you got to stack them on top of each other. And it's what I've said I really like about Lance is his consistency. Like his consistency, he's got good consistency. Um, but you know, what, you know what sucks? You know, Garoppolo's been through it. Is you're playing the Chiefs this weekend. But if that, can you imagine how big the game would be if like you were opening week one with the Chiefs? I know. I mean, it'd be one of the biggest games in the NFL. But you just see the Chiefs preseason game. It's hard, like... Even you and I, like, it is what it is, right? You can't really, like, it's the Chiefs, right? Because it's just, is Mahomes going to play? Probably not. But I do think one of the better teams in the league, you could argue, I mean, they're the favorite right now, the betting favorite to win. And I think part of that is the NFC is harder than the AFC. But the one thing, when you have a really good team, and we saw this years ago with Harbaugh's teams and those really good Seattle teams, the first half in a preseason game against an elite team, their backups are pretty fucking good, right? So... The first, and I'll be the first to say, like, I'm not a huge preseason second half guy, but depending on the team you're playing, like, even if Kelsey and Mahomes are on the sideline, like, the, their fringe, you know, half their starters and their backups, like, those guys do play in the regular season against major roles. And I've I've been around Andy enough. I, and I would imagine Kyle, too. Like, Andy ain't just coming in, like, we'll just run our plays. Like, he's looking, he knows. He's going to run some plays. It's It's a pretty good little test. I, I think this week, just see where you're at, right? Because the one thing you say about the Chiefs is they run a high-level professional operation, and so do the Niners, right? We've been going to these practices mm-hmm. enough. Like, they're guys. It's a serious operation. But just, it's another thing, like, when you just see a new team. And I think sometimes in the in the dog days of summer, Jimmy and I think the quarterbacks are constantly seeing different shit. But when you're a Debo or an Ayuk, every day you're going up against Mosley or whatever. By about day four or five, especially when you've played for a couple years with a guy, 
you know all the strengths and weaknesses. You're like, you know, when I go left, he puts his hand, I can rip through this. When when you play a guy for the first time, you're like, I wonder what, you know, the Honey Badger, we played him once two years ago in the Super Bowl. Again, Honey Badger might not even play, but just whoever is on the, you don't have a feel. That to me, and we'll get into like the random players a little bit longer. Like it's, Trey Sermon knows like, you know, I can get by Greenlaw when I cut it here. You don't quite know that when you're fucking playing the Chiefs guy. All of a sudden you're like, damn, that guy's a little faster. Damn, he's not as fast. That to me is, and I think with the quarterbacks, it's why I think so often the preseason games just can look terrible. Because I think a lot of guys are feeling it out and you just don't even know. They're not as bad as they look sometimes, like the, the rhythm of the offense. You just, you don't really know what to do against other guys. You're just out of it. The first one. I think by the second or third, you're a little more comfortable in that setting. Yeah, and that's where the joint practice. I mean, you know, if you had a joint practice before the first week of preseason games, maybe that would help, right? The Niners joint practice doesn't come until next week. Yeah. Where you've seen other guys. Um, but I think that kind of thing showed up today. It's shown up before. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley picked off Garoppolo in the end zone. And watching Mosley before the play, it seemed like he kind of knew he was I think th- he was, he I think was communicating are- a lot. He kind of and it was you know, I think it was a fourth down throw. Jimmy had to throw what he said, but I think there are a ton of joint practices next week. I wonder if the setup of this preseason, everyone just waited till after because like uh, Jets Packers, Lafleur Sala, like that's kind of a random one, but they're they're doing a joint practice. Yeah. So now a lot of it's based. What are you saying? You, you just thought do, they waited for what? Uh, I I just think most people wait till their second opponent, and if it makes sense, they just call each other up and do a practice together. Because I guess I started thinking, can you do a joint practice with someone you're not playing? That probably doesn't work. No, it's probably you gotta have to, <laughs> You got to be playing them. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, Sala, LaFleur. Well, they're, if they'd have to be playing each other for it to work out. So it. Uh, do you think they scheduled that one during the podcast? Potentially. Hey, Peter, uh, ask Robert when they're free. Uh, somebody asked here, John, uh, Ron asked John and Guy on YouTube, which players impressed you on offense or defensive practice? That's a good question, Ron. We're going to get to that coming up a little later in the podcast today. we got some more um, Niners camp stuff to talk about, so we will get back to some of that coming up. But we did want to address, we made a video um, Sunday, Monday? YouTube only? It was a YouTube only. Yeah, it was a YouTube only. So if you're just on the podcast stream and not on the YouTube, you didn't catch the discussion that we had about uh, Trey Lance being ahead of Zach Wilson at this point. The reviews have not been good. Um, here's the latest quote from Robert Sala. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But he's at that point now where he's going to be able to stack up good days. We have the utmost confidence in him and his ability, his ability to figure out all the mistakes and correct them and get to a better place. So we talked about the belief that uh, Trey Lance is ahead of him and kind of the confusion of like, you know, with hindsight, even early, we haven't played a single preseason game yet. Does it make sense that Zach Wilson was drafted ahead of Trey Lance? Now that we get to see Trey Lance in person. So before we kind of read, let's address some of the YouTube comments in that. Uh, Snaphook said, until the real bullets start flying, this is all BS. Uh, Josh said, the Jets are trash. Anyone they draft would fail. If I were any of these key QBs, I'd pull an Elway and Eli and just flat out say, we won't play for the trash Jets. And neither should anyone else who values their career. Uh, Elias said, it's not that Lance is ahead of him. It's just that he's in a different situation. Their teams are preparing for different situations. Wilson is the starter week one. Lance is QB two with no pressure to start. Uh, Michael M says, uh, come on, guys, this is hilariously premature. Remember when Bears fans were hyped when Trubisky was lighting it up in the preseason his rookie year, and now we're convinced Lance is the next Allen or Mahomes based on what he's doing in practice? 
Seems like people are too quick to assume the physically gifted guys are going to be great. I hope it's true because I'm a Niner fan, but for every Mahomes or Allen, there's twice as many guys drafted on their tools that bust like Gabbert, Bortles, Locker, Paxton Lynch, who we saw in a joint practice, by the way. Last YouTube comment, Trent's playing against the twos, Zach's against the ones. You be the judge, said Chris. And then somebody said, Niners twos are better than the Jets ones. And then Gary said, LOL. Okay. So, you know, what I think reading a lot of those comments is that, yes, Trey Lance has some advantages based on his location, but that that is a big picture discussion. That's not just Trey Lance is going to be ahead because he's on the Niners and because Zach Wilson's on the Jets. He might stay ahead because he's on the Niners and because Zach Wilson's on the Jets. Well, I think there are, there are clearly two distinct ways to approach this. You can draft a guy really high and just throw him into the fire. And I believe in that. Uh, it's why I, I would always lean doing the faster you get him in, the faster you learn. I'm a Cal Poly guy. We learn by doing. And, and I say that like sarcastically. I do. I, I, you know, I don't learn. I never did well from just like reading it, learning it on the, the teacher and then like regurgitate. I had to, when I do stuff, I feel I learn a lot better. I think most humans do, but one thing I learned being around football players, some guys learn on the practice field better. Some guys can learn from one rep mentally. Everyone learns differently. It is not arguable that it's easier to have a landing spot with a good team, right? When your team just has some talent around you, you get to ease into your career. Tom Brady benefited from having an elite defense when he first began starting, right? And it turns out is an elite head coach. Mahomes benefited from sitting, learning behind Alex. I think Josh Allen would not have been where he was at year three to lean into the $150 million guaranteed if he hadn't figured it out the first two years. Do you agree with that? Like, I don't think Josh Allen could have just sat for two years. His third year would have looked like his actual third year. I agree, but you're right. A big part of that was Josh Allen had like some physical stuff he had to figure out on the football field. He was an inaccurate passer and right. Yeah, but I, I would the, say a lot of players just have some things that they need to figure out. Like Trey, you can tell Trey Lance is like everyone needs to improve on things. Yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers had to improve on yeah, things and he, 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 he had did that a in distinct practice. disadvantage. He was inaccurate. I'm with you. Jo- Josh is bad example. But I think when we look at the group of players most of them showed relatively early. You're right. Josh was a major project who they just threw into the fire and it just somehow came out. But like Watson, Lamar, even Baker, obviously, you know, Mahomes sat that first, got to play the last, like you kind of saw some things, Herbert, right away. That's where I do think, even if his team's going to be shitty and it's going to be difficult, the, the coordinators, think of who he's going up against the three. Three best defensive yep. minds in football: Flores, McDermott, and Belichick. <laughs> like that's it's it could get really ugly. And my thing with Zach Wilson is like he's not as physically gifted as Trey Lance. The commenter that said physically gifted guys is one hundred percent right. Just because you have great physical gifts, you and I were bullshitting at practice today. Like Colin Kaepernick, relative to to Lance, which I think some people in uh, NFL circles had done that, and it kind of just grew in the media circles, was bigger, definitely was faster straight line. Like, when I say bigger, I mean he was taller, like a couple inches taller, like noticeably. Like, he would have been like Sudfeld height, and Sudfeld looks like a six seven out there. He was faster, and his arm was stronger. I mean, he physically gifted. I mean, he was as elite, but he had zero touch, right? None, and it never improved. But, like, 
I you can already see Trey Lance has some touch to him, right? Justin Fields. John, I didn't need. I didn't need to go to camp to see he had touch. Like we saw it on film. No, we saw we saw Justin Fields in college games show with touch. Now that doesn't ever mean that it translates right away, but I do think it's going to be very very difficult. There are a select few guys who can go. Let's just hypothetically say they go three and fourteen. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. They just have a like Zach's kind of overwhelmed. The team sucks. They just have a shitty-ass season. That does not determine... Peyton Manning went 3-13 and his first year. Remember you telling me the Edron James story, Bill Polian? The reason they were drafting four was because they just fucking got off of Peyton it, Manning's rookie year. As Robert Salas said, John, uh, I just saw a guy go into the Hall of Fame who had a 71 Madden rating his rookie year. So, it, it's... It... My thing, though, was just that situation different from even Fields and definitely Lance. Like, not everyone can dig themselves out of just a, of a mother of a year, right? And a year in, in New York that's intense. I think it's going to be very, very difficult. And I just don't think he's as physically gifted as the other two guys that we keep talking about. I haven't seen Justin Fields in person, but I've seen enough to know he's got some special characteristics. And I've just seen Trey Lance enough to know, like... Now, do I know that Trey Lance... Here's what I would say. If I put Trey Lance in that situation, do I think they would be better off long-term? Basing it off the knowledge I have right now, August 10th, I do. But what I do not know is like, not most human beings, it could derail would your career going 3-14. and 14. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could derail you. Um, Shows you how mentally tough Peyton was, right? That he could handle that. Yeah, how, and I think it was his dad in the induction said Peyton... You know, I think Peyton was a very fast learner. Peyton was able to take that year, come back the next year. Um, on YouTube, Jets Gang says, y'all are dickheads, shut up. <laughs> what what Lance can do that Zach can't? You know, I think the thing that stood out to me about Trey Lance is, I've said it many times, is his consistency. The consistency with which he's accurate at his 225 or 230, whatever he is at 6'4". You know, I, I, I think one thing we'll wonder, and we, and we don't, like this is not the conclusion. Neither one's even played a preseason game yet so we haven't reached the conclusion to this whole scenario yet but I do wonder if we'll look back and say the thing that we thought was the advantage for Zach Wilson uh, in terms of not not his advantage but the advantage in people evaluating was you got to see all these games with him that you you didn't get to see a lot of Trey Lance games and time will tell maybe that turned out to just be misleading right as you have to see all these games you didn't get to see Trey so Trey felt like a big mystery that could be misleading because a lot of Zach Wilson's games were not against teams with um, comparable talent to the team he was on. Now, again, here's the other thing with him. And I said this the other day. He is, uh, when you watch him play, he plays like a gamer. Zach Wilson sure. plays like a gamer, right? More so than I think even Trey did. I think Trey's, when you watch him, is a little more of a structured player than, than Zach I, Wilson. So, again, we got to watch him play. But if your team is not good around you, you know, being a gamer and go one of two ways. Maybe you elevate or maybe it gets you into trouble. We don't know yet. One thing that'll be interesting, because Tua, who looks small on an NFL field, weighed in at the Combine a year and a half ago or whatever at 217. Zach, this oh, that's year... that's bigger than him. That's bigger than Wilson. Yeah, 214. Neither guy. When you just see but him he's six on three. the... How tall is Tua list, listed? Zach Wilson's listed at 6'3". What's his... Was that his real height? I think 6'1". Yeah. You know, Tua. Tua's thick. I mean, I, I saw him a couple years ago at the Super Bowl. They, they don't look big when you see him just in their uniform in the NFL. Now, Baker didn't either, and he doesn't, but he gets away with it. Now, you, the difference is, I would say, 
they're going to depend on Zach, and rightfully so, to be a playmaker. Baker no longer, like Baker, no, you don't make plays. You just play within the play call, and luckily our offense is elite, and you have the fit, you can carry it out, right? They're not asking Baker to, like, do 360s in the pocket and roll out. Like, that is something Zach, big picture, does bring to the table, right? Like you said, he's just, he's a much better athlete. Uh, but you're right, I, he just, he looks smaller to me. Yeah. But, you know, on paper, he's the same size as Justin Fields. Doesn't feel that way, though. What about the... Uh, let me go back to this comment I wanted to readdress. Trey I playing... Saw pi- I saw a picture of Justin Field. He Instagrammed it out, just the three quarterbacks. He's the shortest. I mean, obviously, Foles is big, right? Fields six, is shorter six. than Dalton? Than Andy. Now, oh. Dalton's pretty tall. See, Dalton doesn't Thanks look tall bigger. on the field. No. Uh, well, let's go back to this comment on you, from the YouTube comments from the first video. Trey playing against two, Zach playing against ones. I mean, the Jets' defense is very talented, right? Very seems strong. Quinnen, Mosley. I think Quinnen's been out. They they signed Carl Lawson, who's good. Carl Lawson. Uh, they have a franchise safety, May. Yeah, they got some. They got a couple of guys. Niners have some guys too. Not CJ Mosley alive? Did he ever come back, or did he just quit football? Who? CJ Mosley wasn't he a Jet? Yeah, he. Cor- he, he Corona tap, you know, didn't play last year. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that one. I thought he was yeah, back. They, yeah, I think he, he probably is. Uh, oh, do, do they have? I forgot about. Did they have the rookie linebacker who got hurt or was that the Lions? Davis, Gerard Davis. Was he the guy that got uh, hurt? Did he get hurt in Detroit, maybe? Who looked like yeah. a good player? Yeah, I think someone else signed him because I saw someone talking about him. Another team. Uh, I don't know. We'll let one of the we'll let one of the Jets commenters. Uh, yeah, you're uh, right, Jared. He is there. Is it Jared? Anyway, yeah. but he was a good because the, he- the, the headline is Jared Davis, not C.J. Mosley, calling the Jets defensive plays. Okay, something to watch for. I can't wait. I mean, I well, I love it, but I'm just I'm not rooting against them. I mean, I hope all these quarterbacks. I know. Are good. I know. We want uh, just, Robert Sala to succeed. I I, I just. I, I can't imagine. I, I definitely, again, I'm not trying to compare myself to any of these guys, but just mentally, you just put yourself at 22 years old, I would have crumbled like a cookie. You know? Well, and now I, you I, add the element to it of, of this, of the attention that comes every single day on every single throw, which clearly Sal is trying to bring down a little bit, right? And I wouldn't you say that division feels like the NFC East, the most polarizing, just the way it's covered with those teams. The AFC East isn't quite that, especially now that Tom's gone, but it gets a lot of like, it probably gets like divided by a quarter, right? It's not like, it's not quite on that level, but it's still pretty, pretty intense, especially just in that market too. Mm -hmm. Because they're already going back and forth. And this is what Trey does not have to deal with at all that like the number one story last week was immediately comparing Saul and Joe judges coaching styles. Like you, you just constantly have this other team that you're just going to be compared against right or wrong. It can be, it can be challenging, man. I hope he, hope he handles it. I, 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 I don't know, man. It's I, why, uh, yeah. It's why I thought last year was such a unique opportunity for guys like Herbert and Tua to play, but you're not playing in front of full stadiums. You get, if there's such a thing as a soft landing, in the NFL, they got it last year. Um, 
Matt on YouTube joining late. Did did uh, the Niners practice today? Yes, they did. We were there. We're going to get back to some Niners practice thoughts coming up in a little bit. But first, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at DraftKings. Right now, you go to DraftKings and you use the promo code HAM. DraftKings, promo code HAM. Football is almost here. And, of course, DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. It's easy, guy. You just download the app to claim your first wild card. Here's what the wild card is. Uh, it's sorry. Tell me. Let me uh, download the DraftKings app now to claim your first wild card for free. There's up to fifty million dollars worth of prizes up for grabs. Fifty million dollars. One in four win instantly. The more you play, the more cards you collect, and the greater your shot will be to win a share up to fifty million dollars worth of prizes. Download the DraftKings app now. And use the promo code HAM. Download it. DraftKings uh, Wild Cards Instant Win Challenge. Let's find the Instant Win Challenge for your share of up to $50 million worth of prizes. Remember the promo code HAM when you sign up. Only at DraftKings, the official daily partner, like I said, of the National Football League. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Podcast also brought to you by our great friends at Decked.com slash HAM. Decked.com slash ham john if you own a truck you know what it's like to have your stuff rattling around in the cab or under the seat and you know what a pain it can be to stay organized not only that but everything back there is then unsecured exposed to the elements that's why for your truck you need the decked drawer system decked.com slash ham gets you free shipping well guy the deck drawer system keeps your gear secure it's out of sight and out of mind. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers and you can't remove the system. Drawers locked are available for added security and peace of mind. They also offer a full line of segmented storage organizational accessories like various toolboxes, bags, cargo tie-downs, and other handy items for maximum efficiency, both of space and your time. But here's the key. Our friends at Deck, they told us that there's a three-year warranty. Yeah. But the guy that runs the company said, you know what? We have never, ever turned down anyone. We're 100% American-made, three-year no-hassle warranty, but we never turned down a soul. Second-to-none customer service, team ready to answer your questions. That's key, guy. It's hard to find good customer service these days. Mm. 4.89 rating with over 7,000 reviews. That's basic. 4.89. I mean, that's like us that's, on iTunes. Yeah. Um, weatherproof. I just round up and say five. Five, yeah. Weatherproof. Fits every full-size truck and cargo van made since the mid-90s and every mid-size truck since around 2005. Plus, you can take your tailgating to another level when you modify your drawers to hold ice-cold beverages. That 2,000-pound payload comes in health, uh, uh, comes in, uh, comes in, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's comes in healthy is what I was going to say. Comes in handy. I think that's what I'm Comes in for. handy. That's when a good you throw one. Your yeah. barbecue, your TVs, your sound system, your chairs, whatever. Or your 4x4 four four on top. Decked.com slash ham to get your free shipping. That's decked.com slash ham for free shipping on the decked drawer system. Decked.com slash ham. This one's got us tongue twisted. I was just I'm not even tongue twisted. Just brain fried. Direct sun out there in Santa Clara today. 73 degrees. Not sure I'm built for that, John. I need a little breeze. Took a lot of rays today, guy. Took a I lot like of rays. I myself, though, and not seeing pale white. I'm with you. I mean, I'm still, like I still am. Through, but. Yeah. Um, go, go, go out there. Uh, sun's out, gun's out next time, maybe. Uh, you know, you get the, you, we, I got the Herbert going is what I got going. Yeah. It's a good look. 
Uh, okay, before we get back to some of the other things that happened at Niner practice uh, today and some of the other guys that stood out, the game they play Saturday against the Chiefs is interesting, but really the most interesting thing we think in the next couple of weeks is the practices they have against the, I almost called them San Diego, the practices they have against the LA Chargers coming up next week. And I, it does feel like there's not a lot of debate. This happens with quarterbacks. You show a little something and we just assume the next step. And it seems like everybody is just assuming the next step, pushing Justin Herbert to the top of the league. He's just about ready to break into Sando's top five. It feels like uh, if he can, it will take another level for him. I'll tell you what, if he just repeats what he did last year, I think that's going to be wildly impressive because he did it without fans by and large. He did it, caught everybody by surprise. Is he going to do it again is one of the big questions of the NFL this year. Well, we have some holes, right? And I think it really came to light in the the speeches when Peyton talked because you think Peyton, you think his brother Eli, obviously Eli just retired. Philip Rivers just retired last season. Like th- these guys were staples in the NFL. Roethlisberger's hanging on by a thread. He was in that draft class. He's going to be out soon. And you just, I, I think we assume whenever a young quarterback has a big season, that they're just going to be the next stalwart nine to 10 time pro bowler and just be consistently playing Sunday nights and Monday nights and help carry the league. We have Patrick Mahomes, but like, I I just think there are some big question marks, right? I mean, a lot of people just want, can Lamar maintain it? Josh Allen, can he maintain it? Herbert was so unreal. And so many people are so high on him that it's like his expectations. We talked on Sunday night for Monday's pod about how the out, the expectations for the Niners are like borderline outrageous. I just think if you run into a random fan, they would say minimum, like the lowest number you'd get, probably 11. And even that, like, hey, you know, probably 12, 13. That's kind of what the fan base is thinking, <laughs> win-wise. Honestly, it's kind of how they're talked about. You just turn on NFL Network, you turn on these channels, like everyone thinks they're going to be really good. Don't you think the same kind of goes for Herbert? Like just the conversation, the way we all feel about him, you and I, daily fantasy players, not year-long fantasy players, but like he's going to be a popular pick, and rightfully so. I, his expectation, like he's just going to have to match it. It's a little different than Josh Allen because Josh Allen probably even more pressure. Herbert's just going into a second year. They just gave him 150 million dollars. Anything less than like a, another 12, 13 win season is going to be a huge letdown. I do think anything less than like a Pro Bowl type year for Herbert, though. That's just kind of where he's held. And I think when you look at a big picture from the NFL, they do kind of need him, right? Burrow, you will see some of the reports. He's like skittish on his leg. Rightfully so. I'm not even blaming him. So in fairness to him, you might not even be able to judge him this year. He's coming off a major knee injury. Uh, my, guess a, would be, my, my guess would be he'll be back to himself, but it might take a couple of weeks on, on Burrow. That's my guess on Burrow. I bet he looks good. What if it's like eight weeks? Yeah, know? it could be. I, I just thinking about Garoppolo when he was coming back. I bet it takes a couple of – yeah, you're right. It could be eight weeks. But, you know, he's another guy. Didn't play in front of crowds really last year. Yeah, just, it just might be some – it might just take some time with him. I And I'm I'm giving him – like, we saw enough. Like, he was on his path. But he had a major knee injury. And their team stinks. And Tua, who the fuck knows? Like, they, they do need Herbert. And Fields and Lance just might not be on the field. They are kind of – they're trying to build around this young crew. Who knows what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Like they are, 
that old crew of guys carry, helped carry the league. I know we talk about Magic and Bird, but those other guys were like Clyde and Akeem and just doing some big-time shit, right? When you look at Roethlisberger, when you look at Eli, those guys have a combined four rings, and Rivers just played in crazy games for a decade plus. And just the entertained same game us. every day. Yeah, every so week. it's just, they are, the league is as strong as its quarterback. Now, I had a guy, who's the kid that is uh, that left early? To go to Ohio State. Is his last name start with an E? You know, uh, the guy that like yeah, left yeah, yeah. South, from, from South, South Lake, Lake Carroll. Carroll. Okay. With the mullet. I forget his name. Uh, Someone forwarded me something about him. And then another video of this 14-year-old. Maybe he's 15. And he's like the number one quarterback Quinn that's a freshman Ewers. right now. Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Okay, that was the guy. He was like, he, he had some promotional thing on social media yesterday. But someone forwarded me this it's thing kombucha. in the NFL. Yeah, kombucha. <laughs> uh, it was rap sheet. Like, what a world. And it was like a 15-year-old kid who's at the Elite 11 or something like that, and he's just throwing these dimes. And basically the scout was like, God, that's pretty. Look at this kid. And I do think we feel that a lot with quarterbacks now. Like all these guys are so much more advanced than back in the 90s, right, just with the quarterback camps and probably arm strength and the lifting. and Just the right throwing food. a lot more. But it is the one thing we still know. Like Rivers could never throw like that. Eli couldn't move like that. Those fuckers could play the position. Like, we, we just can these guys consistently play the position? Like, I remember my second year in Philly, Michael Vick almost wins the MVP. They're like, okay, we're going to start throwing some different things at you. And it was a little more difficult. And he was Michael Vick. Like, I know Herbert and even Allen, they're just going to start seeing, it's just going to get harder. Now, and maybe, who knows? Maybe it's just easier to play because I can't hit you as much. But there got to be elements to throw different coverages, to throw you off that, it's not just going to be easy, easy peasy, twenty four seven, three sixty five. I think the great, the one of the best ways to illustrate this point is something you said to me before we started, which was there was a point in time where Jared Goff and Carson Wentz both got paid, and everyone went, okay, you know, we could debate should they get that much money, or t-? but there was not a lot of like, well, is Jared Goff going to be the quarterback of the future for the Rams? It was like, yeah, Jared Goff's the quarterback of the future for the Rams. What are we talking about here? Maybe McVay didn't feel that way on the inside. There wasn't a lot of. With Wentz, it was the same. At a point, there was a point in his career where it was obvious that he was going to be the quarterback of the uh, Eagles for the next eight years, and then it stopped being obvious. Now, those guys are not Herbert, right? I think Herbert is m- way more physically talented than Goff, and uh, more normal, a, than a more consistent person. Yeah, just a different <laughs> person than Carson Wentz, because he does have some. Him and Carson are both freaks, right? Carson was a freak physically. Yeah, yeah. Body just lets him down. Has Herbert ever been hurt? Uh, he has. He career? broke his collarbone uh, in college. Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah. I think a couple of times in college. Gotcha. But, uh, but you know, he's a lot bigger than he was then, too. And maybe he's a lot... I don't remember. I think he got sacked, fell on, and then maybe that thing got re-aggravated it, later. But. It happened to Aaron Rodgers, right? Romo. Yeah, similar. Similar. So It's, it's got to be a painful injury. But he's a big guy, right? And part of it... Now, Wentz was big, too. Um... And he does run a little, but I think they've done a good job around him, right? He's got it helps him that he's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and they they draft Rashawn Slater in the first round. Um, they actually added Jared Cook. I forgot about that. I'm just looking at their depth chart here, Austin Eckler. So you know the, their defense is really talented. Do they have a great defense and a coach that knows how to you know close out halves court and and games? Because if so, they're going to naturally win more games. Um, I guess yeah, they should be in the pl- be they should be in the pl- they should be in the playoff mix, right? They should be right there. They have the talent. 
But again, this we're projecting this player. Of here's the one thing I will give Josh Allen. Even it was a weird. He has made the playoffs two years in a row, right? Even remember two years ago they lost that crazy wild card game to Deshaun Watson when they were up like I think like seventeen nothing, and Watson and Hopkins just went nuts. But like he now has he's done it a couple years, right? They've been winning games. When you take that step from being like, oh, the sexy, super talented guy to like, okay, you're, you know, five and three, and it's tie game in the fourth quarter. There's a big difference between being six and three and five and four and just put, you know, it's just, I, I just think we're going to look at them a little bit different. It's just going to be intense, you know? Yeah, winning gonna is going to be a bigger, like last year, wins and losses were pinned on his coach. And wouldn't you say by about like week seven or eight, it was just about like, and I'm not saying he wasn't trying to win, but it really wasn't about wins and losses with the team. Somehow they still won seven. It feels like they won three. Part of it was they started, I'm just, they started one and four and then they were three and two and seven. Yeah. Right. So it, yeah. They actually finished pretty good, huh? Yeah. To finish seven and nine. Cause remember that was one of the deals. Like Anthony Lynn's won four in a row down the stretch. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are they going to do? He had his version, higher level version, of a Tom Sula year. Like, I think if you just go, what do you think of Anthony Lynn's season? What do you think of Tom Sula's season? Tom Sula, you'd be like, oh, he won one game. What do you think of Anthony Lynn? Oh, yeah, they went 4-12. and 12. Their record was actually better than the way they were talked about. Anthony, Lynn did, have a tw- Anthony Lynn did have a 12-4 and four year two, three years ago. Well, guy, he went, I remember on Thursday night, they beat the Chiefs, and Rivers threw this touchdown in the back of the end zone. Remember that play? And like uh, it was Thursday night, late night, they got like a reprieve. I remember being a big win. They made the playoffs. They beat, yeah, they beat Lamar in the first round. That's right. Like he, they, I think they lose to. He won, he won a playoff game. Anthony Lynn is. It looked really bad, so he got rightfully a lot of shit. It wasn't probably as bad as I think the way we talk about it. While I do understand why people probably in the building are like, it took on a life of its own. Well, it was the way they looked when they played the games in critical moments. But when yeah. you watch Hard Knocks, Anthony Lynn was not – it was not Tom Sula. Like, Tom Sula no, was not he, in charge of that operation. Anthony Lynn was. It felt like, again, from the outside. But Whether he's not – maybe he's not destined to be a longtime head coach. I do think people inside football think he's a high-level football guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is the offensive coordinator for uh, the Lions. Is he really? That's who – yeah. How about that? All right, John, uh, let's go back to the question we got earlier from Ron on YouTube. Which players impressed you offensive defensive practice today? We thought we would just go through some some Niners standouts, not just from today, but from the practices we've attended. But since we were at practice today, I am here to tell you that the guy that impressed last time, the guy that caught the big Trey Lance catch last Thursday, the, the long 50-yard touchdown that impressed everybody, uh, continues to impress everybody. Trent Sherfield made some great catches today. I thought before he even made a couple great catches, he's strong as hell when you look at his body. He's jacked. And I watched him a lot today, John, in one-on-ones, in a variety of drills. He takes every rep as hard as you would think a guy who has kind of stayed in the league on special teams to this point would take reps. He practices really hard. He makes contested catches. Trent Sherfield is uh, – I'm not like some under-the-radar. I didn't just discover him. He's caught everybody's attention. So that's one guy on offense that at this point I think has to make the Niner team. Well, I think every team in the three major sports, football probably different than basketball or baseball because if you're on the 25-man roster, you're going to end up in games. In football, you can have a guy that you draft 
And then he gets hurt, and then he stays a year on IR, and the next year he doesn't really play. And his his like the way you talk about him exceeds anything he's ever done. That's Jalen Hurd. And then you have Richie James, who's done something, but most fans don't care one way or the other whether he stays or goes. This guy's flown by both. Richie's dropping balls left and right, so multiple drops today. Today too, yeah. Hurd is hurt awesome. again, right? I don't he's know got which stats knee to flared up. John, but. I didn't so, feel yeah. didn't feel right today. Didn't practice today, said Shanahan. So, well, he hasn't felt right for a couple years. I would say this guy's flown right by him, right? If you just want Kyle, who's on the team tomorrow, those guys are major question marks, and this guy's on the squad. So, yeah, I mean, he played 50, he's played he's played 31 games in the last two years, Sherfield, for the Cardinals. Do you know what I think? When, when he was making plays and you just look down, the first thing I always do is I scroll over when a guy I don't know, like, where'd he go to college? And was he a draft pick? And he was an undrafted free agent from Vanderbilt. I think one of the coolest parts about the NFL... It's from Danville. That, I did not know that. Illinois. So he's smart. He's smart. Oh. <laughs> is this guy... Is, and so many of these undrafted free agents... How is this guy not going to have a 8 to 10 year career? And it just it's the one sport where when he first showed up at Arizona... I don't. I never even heard of the guy, but it had to be like it's an uphill battle, right, to even make a practice squad. And then you look back, you just keep grinding, you keep getting better, you find a fucking role, you find a niche, and the Niners isolated him for a niche. I was listening to Kyle, maybe the last practice we went down to, and or did you tell me about this? So to go back and listen to it, and Kyle was like, Hightower was pounding the table for this guy, and when you're the head coach. He, there's no offensive tape on this. So he's like, listen, I get, I threw him a bone. We signed off. And Kyle, like Hightower, had to earn a lot of cred with Kyle because this guy's making sweet offensive plays. And sometimes, honestly, you don't even, exp- if this guy's a great special teamer, you don't need him to be doing that. I think this guy's realizing, like, this is my time to fucking make some hay because these guys like me. They paid me to come here. So they're already into me. And it's just one of those where it's a little unique because in the division, right? Like this guy. Uh, well, I said to you today, this is not. A, this, if this guy turns out to really make plays for this team, it's not the greatest look for um, Cliff. In the same way that unless, you know, unless AJ starts making plays, some of the guys, AJ Green, signed. Christian yeah. Kirk. I mean, they got hot. It happens. They have a lot you, of wide you can't, you can't always keep everybody, right? It's happened to the Niners. Seahawks pick up a guy. You know, one thing leads to another. Uh, Marcellus on YouTube says uh, Shurfield's going to be the number three. I no Sanu, but. Sanu looks fantastic, I think. Sanu looks, looks really he, good. He looks really good. Sanu looks just like, looks like he belongs. I mean, just like an NFL pro. You know who? Uh, Jordan Matthews, to me, looks like he belongs. I mean, of yeah. course, he's played I, in the league, but like he makes plays every we, practice we've been to. Was it me, you, and Biederman or Barrows? I, I forget who we were talking to that thought like he's got a pretty good chance to probably make the roster some hybrid position. Because Sanu's on the team. Can Jordan Matthews make the team? Never forget, once upon a time, Chip Kelly drafted Jordan Matthews over Devontae Adams. At the uh, bemoanment and disagreement, while they didn't say anything of everyone in the room. Including one Scott in particular. I was gone, but my friends who, uh, some are actually back, but many on to bigger and better things, thought it was the dumbest thing they'd ever done. And in fairness to Jordan Matthews, like, just, this is where Chip... And Kyle is a little like this, too. When you bet, because he just bets, and Devontae is like this, too, so he was just fucking wrong. But when you bet on super high character, super hard workers, even if they are flawed players, it's hard to get rid of them. 
Like Jordan Matthews just won't go away. And Kyle, a little chippy, he's infinitely in a different world as an NFL coach than Chip, does really value that too. And I think when, if you just more often than not bet on those type guys, but don't overlook talent in certain situations, like that was a mistake. But if you take those guys in the mid rounds, you get like Cleveland Farrell is a good example. If you take him in the second round, now I'm not saying he would have been there second round, but he's wired, like his character was like pristine, all-time dabble, like an all-time great defensive captain for us. Those guys are not going to fail. Solomon Thomas, they I might think, have an eight-year I, career. But you just illustrated it. It's, it's, you can't build your, those can't be your prime, they can be your third receivers. You can't be trying to make them your number ones and your best pass rushers. 100%. Um, I agree. By the way, because we mentioned Jalen Hurd, now Kwaski Tart again didn't practice is not even close. He's not day-to-day. Kyle Shanahan was asked, is there a chance that he misses the season? And Shanahan was like, I don't know. I don't. I hope not, but he's got a toe. He's not anywhere near the timeline. We all have, I mean, hopefully we all have toes, but he's got a toe issue. Um, Field Yates just tweeted this, John, our buddy Field Yates, with a couple injuries among the safeties. Niners are working out. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Sandejo! And I was going to get to your boy, Andrew Sandejo, Bradley Mc. McDougald and Clayton Gathers, but your boy, uh, Andrew Sandejo. So uh, Tavon Wilson was the guy who's been running in that tart spot and got a lot of um, praise from D'Amico, got some praise from D'Amico Ryans last week, but um, yeah, they need more. Well, so I think... Look at this, Nate just... I, John, it looks like the Niners worked out your boy Sandejo. They have a problem. They do have a problem. Tazarius Moore tore his Achilles, right? Uh, Kwaski Tart, Kyle said it without saying it. Like, he's got a serious problem. We're not counting on him, essentially. So they're, they are down multiple safeties. And Tavon Wilson, God love him, if he's got to be your starting safety, this is where you find yourself already in a little bit of a pinch. I think that the weakness on this team is just DBs. They do not have a Richard Sherman walking through the door. I mean, their best DB is Jimmy Ward. And and Emmanuel Mosley, who looked fantastic today. Like, he's a solid player. I thought Emmanuel Mosley was damn good when you had an all-pro on the other side. If that's your second corner, he's their number one corner. And it's been... And you had Ver, uh, Jason well, Verrett. But I think Mosley has just been more consistent the last couple of years. And I, you notice a difference when Mosley's on the field since I... Uh, was he a... Did he miss both practice? I know he was at the second practice we saw last week. I think... But like today, there's a big yeah, difference with the corners when he's one of them. You just he looked it good. Feels, he looked yeah, good. good he had the pick and he looked good. Should they? I don't know, they don't really have picks. Would you? I don't know if they would trade the ninth pick. You see the Balky's already d- dabbling the ninth pick from last year. Oh, CJ Henderson. Henderson from Florida. Yeah, it's like Urban. Can, you know, when you got, can you make this work, buddy? <laughs> it's like he had a good rookie year. People like the guy. Yeah. Well, um, you're not getting a first when that's the situation. I, I, listen, I, it's hard to judge in some of these situations. You mentioned that D Ford got him, and D Ford is an elite when he's healthy. D Ford has looked rusher. good. He's on the list of some I, people. I, I, I do think this guy just looks physically a little bigger. Maybe just because the way he carries himself, him and Mac. I, I do think McGlinchey just, I don't know. I know Kyle's talked about it. You, you can't value any of this stuff because it's not truly full go. But, you know, his... I would say not his career because they ultimately picked up his fifth-year option, so he's not, like, fighting for his Niners career. But they clearly, like, this is not good enough, right? You know, they, and they trust him and they value him. Like, he's got to be better than he was. Yeah. He just, to me, he looks, I know last year weight was a big thing. He's added. He doesn't look skinny, does he? No, he's added weight. Yeah. 
But I mean, he wears it pretty well. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he looks better than he did last year. I think. And I think from an, he fits like his mindset. I think when you talk about like the way you ideally he plays, it it fits with what they want to do. Um, do you think you could pull off the Alex Mack body type? The what? The Alex Mack the, body type? That's don't yeah. be so rude to Alex Mack. Well, no, I, well, he's obviously bigger, but I just mean he's he's just a little kind of shorter. Oh, he's the older. he's got the center. He's the he looks like yeah. the center, but he can do <laughs> yeah, the splits. Don't forget, John. Yeah, very athletic. He can do the splits. Cal educated. Cal educated can do the splits. Is a good cook, uh, according to his Instagram. He's a big chef. So um, I'm not trying to throw it back to our day, but and maybe it was just because USC was so good, you had no choice to compete against USC. There were just some better players in the trenches out west back then because you had to be like, and, and maybe it was just you look back, it was Cal like they were producing a bunch of offensive linemen because Tedford was trying to beat them, but they fucking had some good players, man. Stack back was pretty sure he's a first round center. I mean, first round center, you know how good you have to be to get drafted in the first round. I mean, you told center? me he won the Morris Trophy twice, which is the trophy they give to the best O lineman or D lineman. They pick one. He was, yeah, pick 21. Do you think there were uh, many kids in Santa Barbara, where he was from, that could hang with him growing up? <laughs> he had to kick some fucking ass in that area. Jeez Louise. That's a, that's a good... Uh, Got to give Tedford some credit. Tedford had some squads. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so somebody asked here, Ron asked, which running back impressed you guys? I, I was telling you, I'm, I do want to just see... This is part of the scrimmage, but not the scrimmage. The real game is ta- like running through tackles matters. So I'm looking forward to seeing all their guys run through tackles um, or at least try to, right? Like live action. But I mean, Trey Sermon still looks good. Yeah. I mean, I, I Wayne think Wayne Gallman a little now, taller than I realized seeing him in person, a little bigger. I, w- I always felt when I watched him with the Giants, he was like tall, skinny. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. Six feet tall. Um, we mentioned D Ford. D-, D Ford has been impressive, and you see, like you realize, like oh, D Ford's made some plays, and then you just stop seeing him. It's like he made enough plays, you know. We've 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 seen what we need to see today. So, uh, Armstead didn't practice today. I didn't see a explanation on that maintenance. I-, I looked a couple times in the inside the weight room. He'd watch, and then go back, and they were he was doing some like drills with uh, the strength coach, like they were pushing up against each other. The, the strength coach was like up to his belly button. <laughs> But so it didn't look like he was like limping around or anything. Did uh, you seen a- uh, Ambry Thomas play? He had a pick today. I mean, in one on ones, kind of when the ball has to get thrown. Um, but again, that's going to be another one live action. Looking forward to seeing. You don't well, get- how do how does Ambry Thomas or Lenore not end up playing? One of them, yeah. Well, of- I mean, maybe both of them. But yeah, this is you're going to need like need at least one of them to show up, right? But it could be both of them end up playing. One problem for the Niners uh, is their defensive line is going to have to dominate because they're DBs. If that is your hole, and we've been talking about this, and you have specifically, like, you know, Woods Cup, DK Lockett, just Hopkins, let's just say AJ Green, who knows? What if he has a little left? And then all the fast guys that got drafted into the division. Rondale Moore, Eskridge, and Tutu. And the one thing you would say, obviously, Russell and Kyler, but even Stafford, like, those guys are keep play alive, throw a deep yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, we've talked about it for a while. It's a concern. Luckily, it is a consistent concern around the league. Like, it's not something like, how do you not have better corners? Like, they're only so, like, just, it well, is Well, look, it if is. you told me Emmanuel Mosley, Jason. Load up on the line. If you told me Verrett and Mosley healthy for 17 games or 16 games or whatever, i go, okay, great. 
you can it's that can work absolutely like you would take that in a heartbeat right i mean the chiefs don't have a great corner it's just a lot of teams don't have great corners Verrett just had a baby and flew back by the way did you catch that good dad he was delayed for three hours and still made it no made it back to practice oh today oh he was was back the baby was yesterday damn yeah good for him um yeah so i mean that's i mean look debo looks good brandon Ayuk looks good kittle is a monster like a monster a freaking unstoppable force um I guess they had Vernon, but Kittle would have been pretty sweet on those hardball teams. <laughs> what a, yeah. But v- Vernon was pretty sweet, so it wasn't like they had a hole there. Fred Warner. They've had some freak tight ends in the decade. Kinlaw, Kinlaw throws hands. No, I don't know if he actually throws hands, but just gets into it. I don't know. Keep an eye on that. I don't know. It's a fine line between, like, disruptive, just I'm here to just make everybody's life hard, I'm ready to fight at any given moment, and uh, and out of control. I don't know which one it is. But we've seen it now a few times happen. So. I will be stunned if he doesn't get a personal foul penalty week one, won't you? Or get it close to the line. Like, he's getting in a Stuff's going to happen. Like, that much. Yeah, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. With him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something's <laughs> going to. Yeah. Um, anything else we wanted to mention from practice today? I, I love being on the no. other field further away from the DJ music. But that's a personal thing. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. cool. I think it's just cool, like driving up to the stadium. There's a the uh, what do they call it? The banner, the uh, the strip, the video board that's like just the long strip that had John Lynch Hall of Fame had his face. Oh, I didn't even look. Oh, they had oh, like they, on the outside there? of the stadium when you're driving past it. Just cool. I mean, he's he's there, Hall of Famer John you know, Lynch. That's you, cool you know, to see. you know, one thing I was thinking, and listen, like there's a natural unless you're like Gudikins and Rogers. Like, you do know the GM in football. I guess you probably know this in baseball, too. Uh, this has a lot of juice, right? Like, he's just the roster, you know. Guys get cut. I mean, you've seen, if you've played in the league for several years, guys come in and out. So you just kind of look at the guy. It has to be pretty powerful. Like, those guys had to have the TVs on throughout the facility on Saturday night or Sunday night, right? Like, their general manager... Just went and not only went in, as he said, like opening up his speech, like, hey, David, I waited nine years and you put me behind Peyton Manning. Thanks a lot. Like that was the class he went. And Charles Woodson, like that's our general manager. Because yep. for some of these guys, right, if you're 22 years old, he's been out of the league now 14 years. Right, He's probably 52 years old or whatever. You just realize like, hey, guys, and I'm sure they've talked about it or stuff, but it's got to be when you see it like this motherfucker was elite. Right. I watch, and just like that's the guy, crew of guys he's rolling with, like that's a pretty big deal. I watched his speech, which clearly they showed. They put the camera on him before he was he went up as um, Berman was talking, and um, he was practicing because he, he memorized it. Right, he memorized it, and they like got the camera on. He's practicing. I'm like, get the camera, let the man practice. He'll give his speech in a minute. You'll show him in a second. But I watched his speech and thought that speech would be incredible standing in the middle of the 49ers locker room to the team. Like it was that level I thought of just passion and love and intensity and care and all that stuff. Um, And whether or not he'll ever deliver it to the team, he definitely delivered it to the team because you got to figure if, how could you not watch it? If you're part of that organization, it's the general manager of your squad. Was Peyton reading his? Peyton did have a book. Peyton had a book. Peyton was also going 800 miles an hour to try and get through the whole thing. In time. There was, 
I think John was probably a little different than Charles, but they had some similarities, both of them. And Peyton was very Peyton. Like, Peyton was prepared. Like, when you think Peyton Manning, he wasn't going to come up there. Like, it's part of his deal, right? He prepared. He probably wrote. The jokes were on point. There was an authenticity, and maybe it's just something with Charles and John that was pretty just like, there's just something they bring, just some juice they bring. Like, once Charles came in singing, but then once he got to his guys, he made everyone stand up. There's just a fire with those two guys. Maybe it's just defense, right? Like, you got to be both those guys. I mean, just obviously John's style was a little different than Charles, but it was just you felt them, yeah. you know? Because yep. at first, I think a lot of people were like, why didn't Peyton go last? But I think putting Charles last, it, it wasn't the wrong move. By Singing to means. his mom. Which, that by was, the way, Derek Papa cool. sent me a text the other day. The song, I fe- we found the song. Derek knew the song. The song that Charles Winston was singing the other day, uh, the year the Raiders were 0-10, and we were trying to remember, the song is called um, Nights Like This by uh, the group is After Seven. I don't quite remember that it was something like, on nights like this I wish raindrops would fall. I text you this. Charles is a terrible singer, and probably it's just he's got a deep voice. He'd be like the bass guy in Boys to Men who I think is no longer uh, around. Uh, but he is not bashful singing in front of people. No, no. If you wear an ascot, I- you are not a bashful person. <laughs> no. And a di- and like a diamond-encrusted pocket square. Charles, someone dm me maybe early in the Hall of Fame, like on Saturday, and said, do you think there's a chance that Charles Woodson is one of the most accomplished athletes in the history of the league? And he's like, he was Mr. Ohio. He was the biggest recruit in the class. And I'm, he was in Brady's class. And Brady was like, he was the dude. I was not, right? And then he goes there. He wins the Heisman and a Natty. So he's the best player on a team that wins a national championship. Heisman in a class with the number one quarterback, Peyton, the number two quarterback, Leaf, and then Randy Moss. Randy Moss. That was the group. So right away, he's the Mr. Ohio. And Ohio is one of the best football states for high school football. Heisman, like you said, and Natty. Then he comes, defensive rookie of the year, helps the Raiders get, you know, a couple years later. Remember, the Raiders, when he got there, Gruden was there, so they were good. Then he goes to the Packers, wins the defensive player of the year the same year they win the the Super Bowl. Well, like, that's it's pretty. And now he's the first ballot Hall of Famer in Peyton Manning class. <laughs> like, uh, Peyton, I don't know if he was Mr. Tennessee. He didn't win the Heisman. Like, Charles does have a couple. He, when he's saying factor in the whole thing, like his high school accomplishments and his college accomplishments, it's hard to match that. Yeah. Hard to beat. I mean, he's a no, no-brainer Hall of Famer, first ballot. Yeah. That's One thing take. that was rattling when they said that Calvin Johnson was 35 years old. How is this possible? I saw someone say that, like, Calvin came into the league after Brady had three championships, played the whole career with Tom was in there, quit five years later in the Hall of Fame, Tom's still in the league. Like, whenever you do the stats with Tom, it's always like, how is this possible? Pretty nuts. It, uh, did, did, I, I watched him, you know, he said, my football legacy is now cemented, Charles, but I did watch him thinking, like, if he had just played somewhere else. I agree. We recorded this before the speeches, and one thing when Calvin talked was they kept showing Matt, right? And Matt's sitting there with Dominic Riola and some other Lions guys. 
And I just had the thought, like, if I was Matt Stafford, and he's a lot younger. I think we talk about him like he's 37. He's only like 32, 33 years old. He had to be thinking, like, could I write a second chapter of my career? Because my stats are pretty good. I just haven't won. What if I have a five- or six-year run? Like, I, he's a high-level guy. People fucking love him. I just, like, this had to be a pretty big moment in his life. And now he's with a team that he can win. He's probably thinking, like, can I... I was thinking for Niners, like, I hope that doesn't light up. Not that he needs a fire lit under his ass, but just... If it goes really well, I could see him saying, like, I remember going to Calvin Johnson's thing, knowing I was with the Rams. Like, I wanted to be like one of these guys. Because if you're him, you're like, what's he playing for now? He's got more money than God. He's like, it has nothing to do with any... It's just strictly to, like, can I be talked about in the vein with some of these guys? Because no one does right now. Right. Well, I mean, he's taken over. He's much more talented than the guy he's replacing. And the guy he's replacing was top five in passing in the NFL in 2019. And in 2018, golf. Golf was third in the league in yards in 2019, fifth in the league in yards in 2018. So he's thinking, if golf can do that stuff, what can I do? But again, the One numbers thing, have not, it's not about the numbers with Stafford. It's, he's got to no. win. It's about the winning. He's got to win. But he's going to a winning organization right now. Yeah. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. With more than 5 million users, I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani-less season-long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on Prize Picks, you can go... Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, 
Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, other NFL headlines. As we record this on Tuesday afternoon, Hard Knocks is coming out tonight. Fired up. Speaking of fired, Mike McCarthy, John, the coach of the Cowboys, not fired. Not fired. Do you are you excited for this Hard Knocks? Like, what? Where, where, where yeah, do you stand I, when I say Hard Knocks? Yeah, I'm excited. I've always, uh, you know, I liked Hard Knocks last year. Um, I think one thing I was thinking about today. That's underrated about the season. We've talked a lot about, oh, the fans are going to be great. The stadiums are going to be great. The fans are so excited oh, for the season. It oh, was the dual was L.A. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. You know, I liked it, too. I liked but I liked it. We didn't get enough Herbert, but it was good. Um, but I think we talk so much about the fans are excited. The fans are excited. The fans are excited. I think the players are really excited, you know? Um, and uh, so, you know, here's a team that that's not that's not a Cowboys comment. It's just a preseason comment. I think the players are excited to play. Uh, but you know, we've been talking about it since week one of last year's season. I said after the Cowboys Rams game week one, the Cowboys hired the wrong coach and it was obvious week one. And it's, so that's what this is about now is finding out if that's true or not. I I think the fascinating element here is we had one of the most famous players of our lifetime and clearly a guy with some opinions. Now, technically he didn't say it. 
But it got out, and I think it's pretty clear he thought this. Like, it's like, do you think Aaron actually believed it? It's like, yeah. The 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 what was the line? Thought he was a meathead. Basically, I thought he was an idiot. Yeah. Right. Aaron couldn't stand the guy, and I always went like, you know, it's just be hard to win that many games and be the village idiot. And then you saw last year, and it was like, to me, once he hired Mike Nolan, and listen, I understand. I, you know, I, I don't even know what the same would be. Like, if, if me and you, if you, we just went our separate ways, and then, like, 10 years later, one of us was in a shitty situation, you just throw him a bone. Because ultimately, Mike Nolan, I could see McCarthy going, I never would have been the Packers head coach. If this guy didn't hire me to be the offensive coordinator, probably shouldn't even have been his offensive coordinator. But, at, at like, my pushback would be, like, he, Mike Nolan's already so rich at this point. It's not like you're doing it because he needs the money you're coach of the Cowboys. I'm sure Jerry's telling you like, Hey man, here's I'll pay $3 million. Get the best defensive coordinator. And that's who you hired. It'd be one thing if the guy was like down and out, even make him your linebacker coach or something, but made him your defensive coordinator and everyone, obviously us, but most people are like, this is kind of crazy. And it was way crazier than we even anticipated because they were one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. And then he goes like Dan Quinn Sometimes I feel like sometimes guys get desperate. Like, what are his options? Like, there's not, like, George Seifert out there. Is Dan Quinn even a good defensive coordinator? Like, at least Gus Bradley, he's just consistently been a defensive coordinator. So I just know what it looks like. Dan Quinn hasn't coached defense there forever. And someone told me once that Kyle told them that, like, you know, I'm not quite sure what Dan does because he's kind of like a CEO guy, right? That was kind of his role in Atlanta. But their defense sucked. Mm -hmm. So I... Are, are we sure that there's that much of a difference beside, like, most people that meet Dan Quinn just really like him? And I think Mike Nolan can rub people the wrong way. <laughs> like, so, yeah, you're just hiring a guy that people just like personally. But I don't know if, like, defensively, some dynamic coach. So... And the quarterback's hurt. Yeah, I... I and I... Like, someone forwarded me a picture on Instagram. It was, like, a reel. I don't know if it was the Cowboys reeled it out or some... Cowboy, you know, million people cover the Cowboys. And the the guy just DM'd in his line was like, God, Jerry looks old. I'm like, yeah, well, Jerry is fucking 78 years old and he's got a lot of work done. Sometimes when you get older, that he just starts looking weird. He does look old, the guy. Yeah. Have you seen just Jerry lately? Like, I saw him talk to that. Who's the famous, I don't know, the, you probably won't know the guy's name, but you know, the guy that the Cowboys... Yeah, I guess he's just a Dallas, you know, the uh, local news. He does like the local news. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who I, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. So he, I, I watched on YouTube. He sat down with Jerry like the second day of practice, and they were laughing about. He was on the broadcast in the radio in like the '90s, and Jerry fired him, but he quit before they could fire him because he had pissed Jerry off, and they've become friends since. And this guy's big, you know, he's that big kind of burly guy, and his voice really stands out. But even he's, you know, probably late 60s. And he looked like an old, normal guy. Jerry looked ancient. Ancient. Like, when I look at Jerry, I'm like, God, he is aging. But uh, he's old. Like, I just, is Jerry got, he's lived hard. Like, is he living till 88? You know, it's just hard. He's got man. money, I, which that helps. You know, medically. But it can only, money can only do so much That's for true. you. That's true. I know. Like, if I'm Jerry... Ursay's only 62. Yeah, he's lived hard. <laughs> I don't know if Jerry's just into whiskey. I don't think the drugs. Guy, Jerry's going to be... He's a Libra, he's too. 78, 79, right? He's going to be 79 years old in October. Like, if you're him, you got to be thinking, like, I only got so many more years to watch this team. 
It's got to be a weird feeling when you hit like late 70s. Is the clock just ticking? Any day is my day. <laughs> you even think about it? You just go for Yeah, you do. Jimmy. Jo- that's what Jimmy Johnson's speech was about. What did he say? He starts just thinking like, about life. Yeah, you just, you never, you gotta, you never know. I mean, that was the basic, that was the short version. He's also 78, but he's, he's sharp. He's got stuff to say. Well, Jimmy's speech was don't, great. Don't you think Jimmy, if they're, they're clearly the same, they were college teammates, so they've been friends for, you know, 50 years. Jimmy looks a lot healthier than Jerry. Yeah. Jimmy also quit. Jimmy quit the game a while ago and went <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the keys. Yeah, Come out Fishes. to the keys. <laughs> I would love to just talk like that. Like, ah, oh, some of my friends came out to the keys. You know what you do? I remember Phil Savage telling me this about his house in Alabama when he got fired from the Browns. He's like, yeah, if you ever are out in Mobile, come to the Learner Compound. You just call you it. Name it. You name it after the rich person who paid you a lot of money. So I hope Jimmy's like boat is named like, uh, you know, J and J or just something like, you know, just uh, like where the money came from. It's like it's it's a it's not most people in business like you have a business and make money and retire early or whatever. But in pro sports, guys that walk away that have had some success, they typically get fired. Right. Lerner was like, the name of the Browns owner, right? Yeah, the Browns with a ton of money gave Phil. I think after second year, gave him a huge extension, and then like a year later, fired him. So Phil got a lot of money to go away. Ryan Leaf always tells me that the uh, Mike Price was his coach at Washington State, who then was the coach at Alabama, and then there was a situation with like his son and sports stripper. Yeah, Sports Illustrated reported that like he was involved somehow in it because his credit card was used. Anyway, he, Mike Price sued Sports Illustrated, got like $20 million, has this huge lake house in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and he calls it the house that Sports Illustrated built. That's sweet. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, never been there, but followed some people, the rich people, they go there on Instagram, yeah. looks badass. Yeah, yeah. I had some friends so who they, just came back. They, 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 had, they just reported wrong? I don't remember exactly what the story was. This was, I don't know, two thousand, early 2000s. Uh, but yeah, they reported wrong. That's got to be an incredible feeling. when, Because when it happens, no one's going to believe you. They're just going to believe the media reports. And you're furious. And that feeling of like, I'm going to get these guys. The overwhelming percentage of humans, I'm going to go get these guys, you never do. Right? Unless you're like the mob. Or yeah, first of all, most you people don't, maybe don't have the money to even begin the fight. No. So if you do have some resources, and then you go after, and then you win, that feeling has to be... I don't know what the top like five feelings in life are. That one for that moment in time when it's read, you have won. We're, you know, the judge tells, however that transaction goes down, whether you're in a courtroom, whether they call you, it's got to be one of the best feelings of the guy's life. Now, he might you tell you, job. you know, I, I lost my career, right? Yeah, went to so Utah. it's $20 million losing my career. Would I rather just been the coach at fucking Alabama? In, in, in Notre the Dame? early 2000s, you start, oh yeah, O'Leary was the Notre Dame guy, but he... He lied on like he his bounced resume, back, right? Where'd he end up? UCF? Remember, he bounced back. Yeah, yeah. A um, couple other things. Notre Dame has sketchy characters. Ellinger. Well, no, Mike Price was Alabama. Oh yeah, you're right. But 05, you could have made twenty million if you if you won there, right? Over the course of several years, would have taken oh, a little yeah. longer than it. Now it takes two years to make twenty million. But uh, Darren Waller's missed eight straight days of practice. Um, Sam Ellinger, first team reps for the Colts. I, I guess Rap Sheet reported today. The Colts still don't want to trade for a quarterback. It's like, yeah, I don't. I'm sure you don't want to, but they probably got to get a feel for how long Carson's going to be out. They do not have a good enough quarterback on their roster right now. 
Okay, well, if I wanted to go defensive Chris Ballard, let's say, let's just use a couple other players. If the same thing happened to Patrick Mahomes or the same thing happened with Russell Wilson, both guys like Carson Wentz make $35, $40 million, would they be trading for quarterbacks? Would they wait it out? No, they would would not be trading for – it depends. Like, are you out 12 weeks? Well, the five to twelve, like the unknown. Yeah, I mean, it, I, that's so, that's why I say like they got to kind of figure out how long this is going to be. If it's twelve weeks and your quarterbacks are, El- I don't, you know, Ellinger and Eason. If you're Chase now, Daniel, different animal. But <laughs> I think the worst part. I mean, these are two the different basically two the difference rookies, with Eason. Yeah, the difference with R- Russ and Mahomes or Josh Allen or whatever. You you're just all in with those guys forever. But you. Carson, like you haven't even done anything with Carson. Yeah, that's I understand your point, like, though. It's a, I understand that. I understand that point. That's a good point. But it, but also, like, are are you guys really tying your wagon to this? I know you made the move, but like, who knows? Maybe he'll never be available. Yeah, I mean, but you could argue, and I do understand this. If you're going to be in on him, you got to be all in on. If you're really going to try and make it work with Carson, you can't then go just tr- trade for Nick Foles, who Carson doesn't want in the building. The problem is, I don't that's think Frank Foles, I don't think Foles is an option. That's Frank that's Reich's guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be cheap. Hates. <laughs> he's, a th- yeah. he's a third stringer in Chicago. They give him away. But, like, you can't have him walk in the locker room with Carson there. Would it be the most cutthroat move ever? Cut him, eat the money, trade for Foles, and just go? Uh, it'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. It'd be crazy, but... No wonder Ursay needed to get to the Hall of Fame. You need to stop thinking about well, it. Well, I, I was thinking that watching him. It's like, man, this is, you guys have done a lot of things right, and yet here you are. But there were some pretty cool pictures to come out of Peyton's party. I mean, Adam Vinatieri photobombing the guys. Brady's there. Like, it's Eli. Like, it's, it's not your normal party. <laughs> what did Eli tweet that he and his wife had won like a doubles tennis championship B, B team at the club that day or something? I saw Eli tweeted something out today of like uh, at the Giants facility. Like he is kind of playing a role for them. Yeah, I, he's got a desk. What would you, what would you guess they're paying him? I don't. I, it's a great question. I beloved by the owner, right? Yeah, Changed I mean, their franchise. Be, here's a couple. What do you think? Mm-hmm. A couple mil? I was gonna say minimum five hundred k. No, I, that's not enough. I'd say a million dollars a year. I mean, Eli made two hundred fifty million dollars, so so it's all just symbolic. Just, yeah, what do you, Eli, what are you comfortable with just coming around whenever we need you? Right. Maybe Eli kind of likes it too. Yeah. $5 million retainer? That year? feels high. But what if he plays a big role? Like if he was doing a lot, he'd well, be worth he doing? it. What's he doing? Was he signing deals? If he's signing sponsorship deals or like going to sponsorship pitches and that really helps you close deals, then he's worth a lot of money. But, you know, I think if you're him, I'd be like, I don't want to take too much. I don't want too much to be expected of me. I just want to be able to roll into my parking spot when I feel like it. You start making $5 million, they start, like, expecting you to be there at 8 a.m. $5 million is still a lot of money, even if it's a quarter of what you used to make. I guess, like, 1.5 would be yeah. you could just It's got to be the amount of money that the, that the Maras don't really even think about it when they sign it. That would be the comfortable amount, you know. Unless you need more money. But if you don't need the money, you want it to be just enough, just under the line where they care about how much money it is. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, Key with Eli, too. Are you sure this is all you want me to do? Like I'm not, yeah, yeah, let's set up, set up some ground rules here early. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't make every game. You know, I'll make a couple of big home games. You do, to me, though, if you're the Giants, the more he's around, the more happy, even if it's ugly, people are going to be. Right? No one's going to be mad. 
if they just show Eli and the Jumbotron. Like, it just, it yeah, just, it'd be sad if, like, the way they handled Geno Smith had somehow, like, ruined his relationship with the organization. Because he won, I mean, he won two champions. Like, I'm watching the Hall of Fame. How cool it is. Their dad is up there. Part of what makes it so cool is that Archie's career never got to fully come together because he was on such bad teams. I know. And yet you look at Archie, and it I don't see it. There's no regret in that. Like, his son's got to have the success he didn't have, and he was cool with that. He's going he's gonna to walk two sons up to the stage at the Hall of Fame? Like, Eli's getting you think, in. It, you think so? I think so. I don't think he's first I, ballot. I think it might take... But Eli, I think Eli... The two I think super, his speech would be awesome, the, too. The second like I, Super Bowl, man. <laughs> yeah, You agree? You're right. I... I I didn't re- when John said nine years like that. I could see where John. Like, it's a long time, man. I, I, could Eli be? Could Eli be like a fiver? Yeah, because I he could be pretty polarized. It's what like I that. loved about John Lynch's speech, maybe most, is this reminder that like I know everybody says I was a badass on the field, but I'm just the nicest guy off it. Meaning, oh, you must not be competitive off the field. But that here's John Lynch going to the Hall of Fame, and it still kind of pissed him off that he had to wait almost a decade to get in. Like I. I really appreciated that about him because the, the, and it's the same reason he said he had to stop working at Fox and work for the Niners. It's like, once you stop playing a sport, we don't really get to see your competitiveness anymore. That's what sports are so rare is you get to go throw your body around and do things that you can't do in regular life and wear your competitiveness on your shoulder. Well, you don't get to do that if you're John Lynch, even as the GM, how do you really get to do it? Right. Well, if I, you know, if I was John too, I'd be like, "Listen, all you nerds that voted, Mayoko and Peters, ask my two teammates right here whether you whether they think I belong sitting here. Ask Marvin Harrison all these because I bet every single one of them be like, that's a bad motherfucker.' Yeah, right? yeah. And sometimes it's hard, right? There's only you just just there's, you can't. No, I know. In and he was and... Paul. Yeah, he was. Obviously, to me, the most famous guy was Sap on that defense. Derek Brooks was probably the most consistent, and John was. Pretty unique, yeah. But then they had but, two chapters because the Broncos chapter. That's what's yeah, it was that's what's great about obvious about the Hall of Famers is you don't start going. You know the Peyton. They're like when he left, he had every major record and blah blah blah. But I didn't need to know any of that to know the guy belonged in the Hall of Fame. And I think John Lynch was like that. I don't. You don't need to tell me any of his stats. Charles Woodson was like that. You, now their stats are impressive, but yeah, you don't need to tell me what they did. Feels like a lot of people get second runs with the Broncos. Like where do you guys want to go? Let's go to Denver. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It was cool. I think it was cool. I mean, they had Shanahan and Elway. It might be a little tougher for now. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I think the game has changed there. Denver, a little shine has come off the Broncos this last few years. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'd ever, for like 30 straight years, never missed the playoffs back-to-back years. So, like, they've been a pretty consistent winning. It was just viewed as a pretty high-level play. Yep. So, uh, Thursday, we're going to practice again Thursday. Uh, and so we'll be back here around the same time, depending on how long Shanahan wants to keep everybody. Uh, but if he's doing it, pace. if he's doing it for two minute drill and red zone, I'm good. I'm good. Like I can, I can wait an hour I and a half too. for two minute drill. And red good, zone. Pra- good practice. Good practice today, everybody. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button. We appreciate that. Uh, every every smash helps. And uh, tell your friends and send us your Tito's Tuesday. Send us your pictures. Cheers. This is water, but Tito's Tuesday. Yeah, lost a lot of liquid at practice today. Yeah, me too. So I'm sweating like Alex Mack. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, we'll see you soon. Godspeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.